Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and we have so much to talk about on this Friday episode of Here for the Right Reasons. There is so much Bachelor news, and a lot of it is really positive. So that's a nice little turn of events. We have less shade and more engagements and pregnancy news and exes being spotted together. But of course, we have to start with the new Colton quotes. Colton Underwood was on the cover of Variety Magazine this week, and it was a very long profile. And if you're interested in the Colton saga, I encourage you to go read it. But I did pull out some of the most telling quotes and revelations to break down with you guys today, because I'm not saying Colton's changing his story per se, but we're definitely getting more details than we got on Good Morning America, especially about you know, when he knew he was gay and his experience with men and his thoughts about his sexuality before he was the bachelor or went on the bachelorette, you know, in his book, I told you, he spoke about how he would, he questioned himself and in the locker room, it was made him uncomfortable because guys are always talking about sex and he had watched gay porn before. And he, he had Googled in high school, why don't I want to have sex with my girlfriend and had some doubts, but he kind of always made it seem like in his twenties, he he wasn't having those thoughts quite as much. And he was, you know, in love with Cassie and all that. But in this variety story, he revealed that one year before he came out. So that would probably be early 2020 when he was still with Cassie living at her house, maybe when even she had right before he had Corona, he said that he was blackmailed and he went to a spa known for catering to gay clientele. And he received an anonymous email from someone claiming to have taken nude photos of him at the venue, threatening to out him. So as a result, he came out to his rep because he said, you know, the person I pay to represent me publicly doesn't is going to want this information to come out there, especially if it's not coming from me. So I can trust this person not to tell anyone. So the first person he came out to was his rep, which is just really interesting and kind of sad. Um, But that is also shows, you know, he was experimenting or potentially about to experiment when he was maybe still with Cassie. It's kind of what read to me. Um, And he also said that, quote, I was the virgin bachelor, but I did experiment with men prior to being on The Bachelorette. When I say hookups, not sex, I want to make it very clear that I did not have sex with a man prior to that. He said he felt so guilty. It was my first time letting myself even go there, so much so that I was like, I need The Bachelorette in my life so I could be straight. 
Interesting. He also said that he joined Grinder under a fake name in 2016, but he's no longer on the app. So I guess that definitely goes with the whole situation he was saying where the Bachelor franchise he was using desperately to make him straight and kind of trying to hope that that would make him straight and he could live a heterosexual lifestyle and marry a woman and have kids traditionally and go that way. And obviously that didn't work because that's not how it works. And when he was on The Bachelor, he was still a gay man. Um, I just thought it was interesting to get that insight more because from Good Morning America, it made it seem like he had never even been intimate with a man at all. And now we're finding out that he indeed was. And we got a little bit more insight on his Netflix show. Obviously, the Netflix show was getting some backlash before it even aired because one, Colton is a white man and they're saying the LGBT community has plenty of other faces to give platforms to. Other people were more upset about the Cassie thing and how he was accused of stalking and harassing Cassie during their relationship and how Netflix shouldn't be giving him a platform. Um, Some other people were saying, you know, it seems like he's coming out and immediately trying to make money off of it. Like, what's that about? It's disingenuine. A lot of people felt all of those things, but he did say that the Netflix show will also feature Nicole M. Garcia, a transgender Latin pastor, who, um, and you're going to see Colton come out to his parents for the first time, which unclear what they thought they were filming, but I guess there were cameras. Um, he also said that him and Cassie, which we also weekly heard this, but could never really nail down what the whole concept of the show was, but we heard that Colton and Cassie were filming a reality show right before, like had a reality show deal before they broke up. And then after they broke up, they still were pursuing a reality show together and it was going to be filming over the summer and it was supposed to be about like friendly exes or something. Wild to me that Colton was going to sign up to do this show when he had come out to his publicist a few months before that. Um, That's a whole other story now that I'm talking this out with you. Um, But he, they obviously weren't going to do the show anymore after she piled a restraining order against him. And then so it was canceled and i think it might have been similar producers who he was working with that then pivoted the show to this concept i'm not totally sure about that but he of course was asked about cassie and said quote i did not physically touch or physically abuse cassie in any way shape or form he also responded to backlash over his coming out saying he's he's using his sexuality to cover up as his past mishaps and while he didn't get into detail about the allegations he said quote it was never my intentions to cover up anything He said he was in a dark place, quote, it's not who I am as a human being. It's not how I carry myself. If there was anything I could do to take more ownership, I would. But also out of respect to her, I don't want to go into details. I want this interview to be the last time I address her because it's not fair to her to have her name in articles every time I talk. I'm sorry. And I want her to know that I hope she has the best, most beautiful life. That's a lovely concept that Colton's and Cassie's names will no longer be associated with each other. But I mean, it's just not realistic. I'm sorry, Colton. Um, Probably should have thought a little, probably should have thought twice before placing an alleged tracking device under her car. But, you know, I think it is nice that he's not getting into too much detail, even though we want it, because obviously Cassie does not want her name dragged into everything about it. And she has continued to sort of, you know, go with the high road of it all and not comment on anything. I still think we're going to get more on his Netflix show about Cassie. And he's also just saving it for that because I don't think they would not address it more in depth and explain maybe what he did to cope with or like not cope, but you know, get, get through what he did and like work on himself and why he knows it's not okay. And I just, I feel like there needs to be more of an explanation for that. And I also think that it's Netflix wouldn't do the show without 
addressing it. I don't know, and going there because it's pretty controversial. Cassie, meanwhile, like I said, taking the high road as as she has been, which is lovely for her, bad for us. And but she does have a new man in her life, a new old man. Um, sources confirmed to us that musician Brighton Reinhardt, who she's actually been linked to since last summer, but they said they were just friends, are now dating. His their relationship quote progressed naturally. Quote, he's been a good friend of hers for over five years. He obviously knows what she went through with Colton and just supported her along the way. So this is the same guy who released the song called Creep that had very pointed lyrics at Colton saying, quote, you can't stop thinking about my baby. What was once was yours in the world is changing. God, I hope you're thinking right. GPS on the underside told her everything will be just fine. Fine. Damn. I can't believe these guys. So that was released in January. He was also on a vacation with her. When she was, when Colton came out and she, you know, made that YouTube blog about it saying it was a well-timed vacation unintentionally, he was there. So happy for her. I mean, we have to respect someone who tries to keep their relationship offline because then they know they don't have to answer questions about it. And even though we all want to know, I think it was probably a smart move for her. And if they ever get super serious, maybe she'll start posting with him. But that that song was pretty telling. I don't know, unless, unless there's other women who have men who have put GPS tracking device under the car, which that would be unfortunate to say the least. Um, switching gears, Caitlin and Jason, Caitlin Bristow, Jason Tardick engaged. Obviously, Caitlin was our season 11 bachelorette, engaged to Sean Booth for three years. They broke up, um, announced it November 2018, but it was kind of known by the summer before everyone was speculating um, that they were done. By January, she was dating Jason. And that was obviously over two years ago now. He, She has a podcast called Off the Vine, which I'm sure you know about. And they were recording a podcast together. Natural way to get the proposal on video. Smart move by him. And he proposed midway through and said, this is not like a real podcast. This was just to get you here and be in this intimate setting and a setting where you feel comfortable and where we are as a couple all the time. And she obviously said yes, was very excited. Um, this rock, you guys... I mean, I might still be blind from staring at it so closely. It is a five-carat diamond. It's oval-shaped, and he told Entertainment Tonight that it's from Paris Jewelers, a small Canadian business right outside the town where Caitlin grew up. He also said that he originally planned to propose. They're right now they're in Mexico with Caitlin's family, seeing her family for the first time since the pandemic. And he originally planned to propose on the beach in Mexico, but instead, he had concerns about bringing the ring through customs and decided to do it now, which probably smart idea. He said, quote, I really did think a Jason way of doing it would be something extravagant and really big. I actually thought he was going to do it maybe in Mexico on the beach and I would have saw it coming. I really wanted it to be intimate. So I loved that it was just during our podcast. So I think that's nice because obviously she's had the big over the top um, reality TV engagement um, on ABC with with Sean. And I, I think that's sweet that it was more of a personal moment for them. Because I remember last year when they did that greatest seasons ever, they said they wanted him to propose when they re-aired Caitlyn's season. And I that's well, that would have that's lovely, I guess. I think the Dancing with the Star surprise was much better because it would have been a little tacky to just like cut the Sean proposal, which they didn't air. They aired the Nick Vile one out of Caitlyn's episode and then replace it with Jason proposing like on Zoom with Chris Harrison, like. Well, that's a nice little fairy tale ending for The Bachelor. It's just kind of tacky and messy. So I think this is a much better way to do it. Um, happy for them. Also happy for Kevin and Astrid, you guys. Bachelor in Paradise couple going strong. They are pregnant. Um, they were originally supposed to get married in 2020. COVID obviously 
delayed that. Then they were going to get married in November 2021. But now because their baby is due one day before their rescheduled November 2021 wedding, they are going to get married in 2022. Kevin said, since the wedding would keep getting pushed off, we thought, okay, well, I don't want to wait five years to have a baby. Let's try to have one before the wedding. And now they will push the wedding another year. So they'll probably get married in like November 2022 or something like that. Um, she was really candid, Astrid, about how she had she went through IVF and that she was really trying to get pregnant. I think probably maybe early in Corona and having issues. She said our first conversations we had were about how we both love kids and we couldn't wait to have our own. Even when I think about Kev holding our little angel for the first time, my heart flutters. Even in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have imagined how amazing my heart would feel. And she addressed women who are having trouble getting pregnant. We know firsthand how hard it is to see these kinds of posts and feel sad and discouraged. We too struggled with fertility and conceiving naturally. It's the toughest thing we've ever been through. And I can't wait to share with you how we got here. And she's already been on Instagram stories answering some questions about IVF and stuff. So I love Kevin and Astrid. I feel like they are the most underrated bachelor couple. They're super low key. They live in Canada. Um, and it was one of those that romance. Obviously, we saw him like with Ashley I and on Winter Games. And then a couple months later, I had to watch him he had to watch ashley and jared get engaged and that was like ooh drama and then he left paradise because he didn't think he was ready but then he contacted astrid after the show like it's just we we love when things like that work out because obviously this environment is insane and a lot of times the couples you see get along the whole time on paradise or like leave paradise engaged like a grant and lace or something then they implode in the real world very quickly so it, it's it's a probably a good sign when the people have doubts um it's nice when you're you know jade and tanner and, and you don't but or not as vocal about them but i think it, it it sometimes is a good sign caitlin and dean they're still together they he left and came back like it's a it's just a weird environment so i think they're a good example of a cute couple speaking of paradise carly and evan were spotted out on a mother's day brunch in nashville on may 9th mother's day without their kids now, this raised some, you know, eyebrows because obviously they have two kids, a son and a daughter. He also has three older sons, but they would probably be with their mother on Mother's Day. So why weren't Carly and Evan's kids with them on Mother's Day if they were together? Um, and while Jade Roper, obviously Carly's best friend, told us, I think they're just trying to figure it out. They're just separated right now. They're not officially divorced. And with children, I think it's something they want to make sure they exhaust all avenues before they give up on their relationship. I think she's happy where she is right now. I think she's just trying to figure out what's best for them. So Jade kind of giving us a little insight. Maybe they're not totally ruling out getting back together, meaning they aren't, you know, making the divorce, pushing the divorce super forward. Um, but then Carly's rep told e-news carly and evan wished to have a civil relationship with each other for the interest of their children carly and evan shared mother's day together to catch up on each other's lives and discuss co-parenting and their children's summer schedules again i just think it's bizarre that the kids weren't there but maybe they and why they went out in public to do this and be whatever but teach their own um i kind of am, am, am inclined to believe jade maybe that they're not totally ruling it out they're definitely probably not back together but they don't want to get anyone's hopes up and that's why carly's team said that um or maybe they really are just totally done and jade was just you know trying to find a way to answer that question without giving up too much of her bff secrets i have no idea um but just thought that was interesting because people immediately jumped to why are they out together on mother's day without their kids in public if they're not back together and i think it's really interesting now that it's the world is basically gossip girl and whenever these reality stars especially go anywhere they might not be paparazzi obviously because you know they're not angelina jolie and brad pitt having mother's day brunch but they are people 
public figures. So they take pictures and they send it to these Instagram accounts or Reality Steve or whatever, and it blows up. And you know, not that they should hide in their house, but something to keep in mind, maybe. I don't know. Before we go, we have to talk about Katie's promo. We're finally getting real footage. It's not to her just twirling around in an ugly purple dress anymore, you guys. Katie, first of all, I like the red dress that she wore on opening night. Some people still didn't like it. I, I heard your feedback. I personally liked it. I think red is a good color on Katie. And it isn't... I like when they do something a little different. Like, these dresses could look the same every time. Um, I don't know if it was quite as show-stopping as, like, Tasha's opening night dress, but that was, like, next level. Um, but I, I did like it, and I thought she looked really pretty. And red is a great color on her. The promo got me kind of excited. And... Even though the men, I can't, I can't decide how I feel about them. Obviously, it's way too early. We haven't even gotten the bios yet. You know, we love a bio deep dive. Tasha said on clickbait that she thinks they were like the greatest looking men ever. Maybe they look better in person. But based on the promo, we have a lot of gimmicks. We had someone in an RV. We had someone dressed up as a cat doing cat puns, which Katie was all for, which makes me a little concerned. Um, we had someone with a sex doll, which, of course, you knew you were going to get something like that because Katie had the vibrator. The gimmicks looked pretty stupid. I'm not going to lie, but it kind of made me excited because it's nice to have something to make fun of, something silly. You know, making fun of the limo entrances is a tale as old as time. It's like a rite of passage and it's not super serious and we don't have to spread rumors that are going to affect people's lives. But we can make fun of them for that. Um, we also had a lot of man tears. We had a reference to being here for the right reasons. All the makings of a good bachelorette or bachelor season, I think, are there. So even though we weren't necessarily super stoked on Katie, I have high hopes. And we also have an interesting divide with Matt's contestants, by the way, um, noting that Katie was out with uh, Janessa, Sarah, remember Sarah for like two episodes was like the main character, Marilyn, Elena, like kind of a bunch of the girls from Matt's season that were more in the background. And then we have the other girls from Matt's season who have been out with Rachel in New York, Kit, Piper, Serena P, Chelsea, Abigail, and Rachel has been in and out of New York again with Matt. He, he brought, Matt brought Rachel to one of his ABC food tours events. So those two are definitely going strong, holding hands, trying to keep a low profile with their hoods on, but you know, she's a really small little brunette and he's a tall, large black man. So we definitely know who it is every time we see them. Um, and Abigail commented on one of Rachel's pictures, time to move here. So it should be interesting to see if she leaves Atlanta to be with Matt full time in New York. And not that I think any of these women, it's like a right or wrong side, but I just think it's interesting, clear divide maybe that Katie's has her group of girls from Matt's season, but it's not maybe the ones who have been the most popular or who made it the farthest on the season because Katie was so controversial among the women. Um, and it'll be interesting to see when the season starts airing, if any of these women are supporting Katie and posting about it or anything because during after or during women to all, they clearly did not seem to be fans of her. Um, but she obviously has her close girls from the season too. So that's it. You guys so much news to break down. I can't wait to be back for another episode of here for the right reasons next week. And we are less than a month away from Katie's premiere. The countdown is on. Bye. 